Slash Me Baby. Welcome back to Slash Me Baby one, one more time. I am one of your hosts, Mandy, and with me as always is Corey. Hello there. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. We've got a few episodes under our belt. We've had some slashers. We've had some serial killers. We've had some good ones that aren't the usual mainstream ones. Hopefully you're finding that interesting. Did you watch Moving Violations? <laughs> I haven't tried watching Son it of a bitch. YouTube's been all messed up. <laughs> Damn YouTube. I have to keep asking fans. I mean, don't worry, I'm going to ask until she watches it. I might have to try and download it. I'm sure people are getting tired of me playing the trailer in every episode. <laughs> It'll be a running theme. It could be. It could be the running gag there. <laughs> the running gag of Slash Me Baby. Have you ever done a, a podcast about comedy movies? I have not. I haven't either. And somebody once asked me to, and it was like, well, how could you? Because the only way you could convey that would be to give away the jokes. And if you give away the jokes, why would anybody want to watch the movie? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I mean, that's all you can talk about is you'd have to give away dialogue from it. Yeah, because you'd have to explain it, right? So, Yeah, and it's never the same when other people are telling the jokes of something else. No, it doesn't really go over as well. What's your favorite comedy? Oof. Um, it's really hard to pick. I do tend to watch This Is The End at least like three or four times a year. Best part of that is the fake trailer for Pineapple Express 2. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was amazing. But I love Seth Rogen. It's like all my favorite people. Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel. I love it. Um, who's the black guy? Is that Craig Leathers? Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Who the hell's Craig Leathers? He's coming here to a <laughs> comedy club. I'm, we're thinking of going to see him. Oh, nice. He's pretty funny. I love him in those movies. I love him in all the Franco and Rogen films. Yeah, he's pretty great. Did you watch that show he was on called Ghosted last year? No, I was going to, but I don't know. I think it was on a channel we don't get. It was probably on FX or something. It was really good. I thought it was really funny with him and the the guy from Step Brothers and other movies. I yeah. know him as the guy from Step Brothers. <laughs> I think it was on Parks and Rec, maybe. Is that the one with Amy Poehler? Something else. Yeah. Oh, she's terrifying. I can't watch that. <laughs> she I liked it. Me. It was pretty funny. You know, I've never watched Parks and Rec. I've never watched The Office. I've never watched 30 Rock. I, I've never watched any of that stuff. I never watched 30 Rock. We started watching The Office. I think we're about halfway through. You're talking to the one guy that thinks Steve Carell is annoying more so than funny. So <laughs> He's funny sometimes. He's funny on The Office. Isn't the one guy from House of a Thousand Corpses on The Office? Yes. Okay. Um, Rain Wilson. Uh, that's a cool He plays Dwight. Name. I knew I'd seen him in Dwight other Shroop. things. Dwight Shroop. Mm -hmm. He got murdered in House of a Thousand Corpses. What the hell did he get? Oh, the he Turned must have. Merman. He must have. The office, at the end of the office, he must have went on vacation. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, he got turned into a merman. I love House of a Thousand Corpses. Me too. Is that a slasher or is it just fucking weird? I think it's just like, uh, like a grindhouse gore movie. Yeah, it was like, let's take every horror movie I've ever seen and mash it up into this. Yeah, basically. It was, you know, I always kind of looked at It's his Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I like Diamond Huge Rob Zombie fan. I am too. Um, uh, did you like Three from Hell? It, it was kind of a letdown. I think we talked about this. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm just thinking of it because I wore the shirt today. <laughs> I like House of a Thousand Corpses best. I go Devil's Rejects best. So a lot of people say. Different movie. Uh, road uh, you know, exploitation road kind of picture as opposed to a mm -hmm. grimy horror picture. So, Yeah. But still, I haven't heard if he's making anything. I'm sure he's going to do another movie, of course, but I haven't heard anything that he's working on. Yeah, I don't know. You hear I haven't heard anything either. They've talked about uh, he maybe he'll remake this. Maybe he. I don't want him to remake anything. I, I just don't want him to ever do anything like Thirty One ever again. Yeah, just stop remaking things and just make new movies. We covered though. I thought of another really great remake that we didn't mention. What's better, that? Better than the original. The Blob. Mm, yeah, I guess I mean it has to be right because the original's so old. 
or as I call it, the mother-in-law. <laughs> no, I like the the original Blob was on Sven Gulli. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know who that is a horror talk like a creature feature host here in the states. Oh, okay. And I was like, I always liked the Blob, and that then now watching it as an adult sober when you're watching it, it's like, God, this is fucking horrible. And then the remake was mm-hmm. still awesome. Have <laughs> me with the. Well, actually, it's like the opposite. So, Beastmaster, I was downloading a bunch of stuff one day, and I saw that most. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna download Beastmaster. Uh-huh. I used to love that as a kid. It was on TBS all the time. Like, I loved it, and I got super high and watched it, and it was amazing because there's like no dialogue for half the movie. I'm just like, what is even happening yeah. in here? Now, have, but it was last, so amazing. When's the last time you watched it sober? I haven't. Okay, like, don't. since I was a kid. Yeah, don't <laughs> stick with the high. That's a uh... You know, that's I, just it. Like, it's so bad. It was so good. Like, I, that's why it's so bad. It was good. I got to ask, because, you know, that's Mark Singer. And I, mm-hmm. even though I think we've covered how much I'm not a sci-fi guy, I adore V, the original v, v was Mark yeah. Singer. V was so good. And little baby Freddy Krueger. Yes, he was Willie. Yep. Super young Robert Englund was on it. When I had the COVID, I sat there when on the last couple of days when I actually could get out of bed. I, By get out of bed, I mean wander into the living room and lay down. I watched the whole V and V the final battle again because that way I could just put in the disc and not move. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was so good. We should I cover that one. We should do a V special one day. We, uh, my husband always loved it. You remember watching it on TV and then like when we still had Blockbuster videos, we went and rented it and it was like six VHS tapes or something. Oh, yeah, because the, yeah, it was the big double pack and then the final battle was the big triple pack. Yeah. Now it's one smooth blu-ray for each so, <laughs> yeah i think final battle might be two discs actually maybe well the same thing with the stand it was like three dvds or four dvds or not dvds vhs's so we haven't went and watched v the series after that because i got that set too yeah i remember watching that when it was on gotta tell you every time it's funny because if it was mark singer or um i can't think of the actor's name he was kyle bates the other you know, the other good-looking guy on there. Every time they were captured, the next scene, they don't have on their shirt. Like, the aliens had to strip these <laughs> yeah. two. But any time uh, Michael Ironside got captured, when you saw him, he still had on his shirt. They just took his jacket. So even the aliens, yeah. that's like, how crushing could that have been for him? It's like, these other guys are <laughs> yeah. getting stripped, but they're just taking off my coat. Yeah, make him a little bit more comfortable. Plus, I had a crush on Diana. Oh, nice. I mean, I'd have ratted out the human race for a night with her. I could overlook that she's a lizard. She's got on that that skin. She had to have some yeah. kind of female part down there. I mean, it was she was hot, <laughs> so hot. And yep. She's eighties hot, big hair, tights, just woof. <laughs> good old spandex. Oh, it did wonders, and, and she, she she's always she's still good looking. She's like old but i mean she's she's like a really nice looking older lady now <laughs> then they nice. brought v back and it stunk yeah i didn't get that i didn't understand why they just keep making it the aliens came back i mean that's that's all you have to do with those i remember when independence day hit real big and they automatically were going to do the sequel the next year and like what's the plot more aliens come it's like see they got <laughs> yeah. they get it that's all you got to do Fuck that sequel up, though. Yep. That was a bad sequel. It's like, let's take all the characters we like and not put them in the sequel. It's like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a surefire <laughs> win. I know. They just need to stop making sequels and just make new movies. I would love to see a new movie, but there's few and far between. I say that, but I really enjoyed the new Bill and Ted movie. I, you know, I, I still have not sat down to watch it. Is it worth my 15 bucks? It's if you like the originals, it really is. I did. I, I really liked one and two, one more so, but I did really like them. It's it's like a really good Bill and Ted movie. It is really good. Keanu Reeves' best acting is in Bill and Ted. <laughs> Do you think he just That's did it really because good. Alex Winter would call him five times a day for the last thirty years, <laughs> begging him to do something? I think he probably just actually wanted to do it. Yeah, I mean. He got, I'm sure he didn't do it. I'm sure he took a pay cut to do it. Oh, he'd have to. I mean, there's no way that he's getting John Wick money. I don't know what John Wick money is, but I'm sure it's more than Bill and Ted money. 
Oh, it would have to be a lot more. But it was really good. I liked it. I'll check it out. I, it's it's on my to watch list, but I just for some reason I don't. Like my son is always playing video games with his friends online, and then when it's like, all right, let's sit down and watch a movie. That's when he comes out. I'm done. You want to do something? Like all, oh, it's <laughs> never fail. <laughs> but Halloween yep. Wars and all that shit's on now, so we've been watching all that stuff. Oh, nice. Halloween Wars and the Halloween baking, and I like all that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that stuff's pretty great. Do you think this week's serial killer was into V comedy and Halloween <laughs> horrors and baking things? Um, he liked children. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Who are we talking about yeah. today? So our serial killer for this episode is Clifford Olson, also known as the Beast of BC or British Columbia. He's a prolific Canadian serial killer that not too many people know about, and even though he had a lot of horrific crimes. And he's not to be confused with Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> no. Um, so Clifford Robert Olson Jr. was convicted of Canadian serial killer. Well, was a convicted Canadian serial killer. He confessed to murdering 11 children, young adults between the ages of 9 and 18 in the early 80s. Um he, I guess, like, the, so the first time he went to jail was in 1957 when he was 17, but it didn't say what for, but then it said over the next 24 years, he'd actually had over almost 100 convictions, <laughs> so his rap sheet is obstructing justice, possession of stolen property, possession of firearms, forgery, false pretenses, fraud, parole violation, impaired driving, theft, break and enter, armed robbery, escape from lawful custody, rape, buggery, gross indecency, and then finally murder. Buggery is, I believe, it's like sodomy, I think. Do you know what mopery is? No. Exposing yourself in front of a blind man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> piece of trivia there fans yeah so that was his total rap sheet all the way up to his murders um and before he actually started murdering people he escaped from jail seven times so you know when, when you're reading his rap sheet the the one thing that's disturbing on there is parole violation it's like if mm-hmm. you look at all this other stuff how the fuck did he ever get paroled yeah, so that's the weird thing is like he would keep getting all these convictions and then he keep getting paroled and he kept escaping from jail and then he kept getting paroled. So like I don't understand why he was still able to get out. I mean, I guess you can't lock people up forever, but sure you I can, mean, you, you think they would have just <laughs> Well, you think they would have just started adding on to the sentences, right? Like, okay, you escaped again, that's another 10 years. That's another 10 years. Like just keep adding it on. Either but they let him out. Maybe it was like, oh, this guy's up for parole. Ah, just let him go. Otherwise, he's just going to break out. We're going to have to spend all this money finding him. So, Yeah. So eventually he was released in January of 1980. And he went right back to doing crimes. Um, a few months after getting out of prison, he found um, a divorcee who had been through like a lot of abusive relationships and decided to marry her. They had a son in April of 1981, and in the midst of all that, he was still doing all his killing. Um, he was killing people before and after. How the fuck did these women not know that they're married to a (laughs) murderer? Hey, where'd you go at two in the morning coming back with mud all over your clothes and dried blood on your pants? You know, I mean, you're never going to convince me that some of these people have no clue. But, I mean, a lot of it was, like, the 70s and the 80s, so I think they just kind of, like, brushed it off, and, you know, if you can get a hold of someone, they just would be gone for a day or two, or gone for a day, and come home, you know, kind of make excuses. Okay, well, we're And both... she was from, like, she had been through abusive relationships before, so... Oh, she knew better you know, than she probably ask. Just... Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we're, okay, we're both married. Mm-hmm. Let's say, respectively, you told your husband, hey... I'm going to be gone for a little bit. You came back three days later. How well would that fly? I'm not saying he beat <laughs> yeah. you, but how long before your phone rang or somebody was looking for you? Yeah, it wouldn't be very long. No, It'd be like a day. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can get a day out of it. I mean, if you have a fight, mm-hmm. if you have a big fight, you know, like maybe you get a day. But yeah, it's 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 not like, uh, 
it was such a simpler time back then where you could disappear and if someone questioned you you just roughed them up yep simpler t- it's like mayberry <laughs> simpler times simpler times i miss simpler times <laughs> times are simpler where you are though aren't they i don't mean that in a bad way i mean nicer way um not really do you have to lock your doors yeah okay we've had people in our old house we had people like straight up just walk into our house a few times really once two drunk people walked into our house asking us to call them a cab uh did you violently throw them out um yeah like my husband you know like kind of pushed them out and actually said yeah we call them cab i wanted to call the cops so he's like no just call them a cab if only you had a gun yeah could have kneecapped him. They called him an ambulance. Would have got there quicker than a gun. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll learn you the American way of guns. Here <laughs> so Clifford Olson's first victim, I guess his first murder victim, because he had other victims of doing God knows what to them before that. <laughs> yeah. Um, was found on Christmas of 1980. Christine Weller was 12. She was mutilated. And what's this? Like? Oh, she was mutilated by Olson. And when her friend Colleen Johnsred, sixteen, was found dead in the spring, the Vancouver police realized that they had a problem. Basically, <laughs> they found two dead teenagers. Um, so then, with the spring, another disappearance came of another sixteen-year-old. And then in June, another 13-year-old went missing. And then later on after that was 9-year-old Susan Parrington also went missing. And that one they found, Oops. when they found her, she was raped and everything, was it? I think all these were sexually yeah. abused, weren't they? Yeah, so he kind of like, he would do like experiments on them. He would drive a 3-inch spike into their head. Some he would inject with an air embolism. Um, he kind of would sit there and like, you know, like with the ones where he drove the spike into their head and they kind of like wiggle around and it always turned them on that they were still alive. Um, there was one where, I can't remember which girl it was, but he had one of them in the rental car. So he'd always like rent new cars when he'd kill them and asked her to lean over and get something from the glove box and then basically would shove like a screwdriver through her ear into her brain and he'd kind of like keep wiggling it around so she was alive but kind of like slowly dying and a lot of pain and almost lobotomized and i guess that was like the thing he really got off on and when he talked to the police yeah when he talked to the police about them he said that you know he often fantasized about fame under the name of silver hammerman in reference to the Beatles song like i think it was maxwell's hammer no i thought it was like a porn name (laughs) because he'd attack a lot of them with the hammer too it's hammer time. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the hammer, spikes, screwdrivers. Too, too late. You know, that could have been like in a movie. He could have went, hammer time. Can't touch this. And then hit mm-hmm. with the hammer. But yeah, he was ahead of his time, I guess, fans. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, early 80s, right? So Scumbag. close. Yeah, 81. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this why you have tough um, gun laws up there now? Because of people like this weirdo? <laughs> I don't know, because he didn't really use a lot of guns, so... No, he had a hammer and a... No, he he killed you after he went to the Home Depot. Yep. We've had, we had a people, like, in my actual town, we had someone rob a convenience store with a snowbrush. If the guy gave him the money, I, I think that clerk should be beaten. You have to. It's like store policy. So if I went to Canada and pulled out a squeegee and would give me your money, they'd give it to me? Probably. There Holy is one shit. here in my town... Where the guy robbed a store with a stick because he was threatening violence with a weapon. And then he came back a week later and had robbed them again with a knife because he took the money from the first robbery. Oh, he bought a knife. knife. All right. Well, he's upgrading. He should have went to a bank. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, did the guy with the, uh, with the, uh, I said a squeegee, but what did you say? Snowbrush. 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 Did he at least have it in his coat? Like it was a gun and stick stick him up, you know, and he's using it or or he just waved the snowbrush. threatening. Yeah, waving it, threatening them with it, threatening to hit them. They can barely get snow off your fucking car. What could that do to a human being? If you hit me with a snowbrush, I would beat you silly on principle. <laughs> Threaten violence, that's all it takes. Oh my god. And that's then store policy. What I guess what kind of time then do these guys look at? I mean, cuz I mean, here if you said 
robbed something. I mean, you'd go to jail, of course, but it wouldn't be a long time. You know, you'd be more so a dumbass. But I mean, they're out a lot. They get a lot. Like they get paroled or out like super quick, and then because every time someone's getting arrested, it's always for like violating their parole. Well, like yeah, stop letting them out. Snowbrush, man, I've got two in my car. I'd be a fucking gangster up there. Ninja, (laughs) you ain't kidding. (laughs) Shit. Canada no trip. I'm coming up there this this <laughs> winter. We're gonna hit some bakeries. Yep. <laughs> so I think it was the same year as everyone else that it turned into July, where two more kids had gone missing, and then one of them was found a month later. But I guess Vancouver police just didn't know what to do anymore. Um, and I think that somehow, I don't know if they got tipped off, but they finally started realizing that Clifford Olson was a suspect. So they put him under heavy surveillance, um, but they couldn't really do anything yet. And then they figured that, like, I guess he didn't really have much involvement in it because they ended up not, like, following through and arresting him and kind of gave up on him. And even though he was still murdering more people, and even after they stopped watching him, he murdered three more people before he was eventually arrested for trying to pick up a young pair of girls. I gotta tell you, this is just, it's almost like a stupid criminal. You know, I mean, he's, yeah. they, they're under surveillance and they can't catch him. Well, they have one guy yeah. watching him across the street. When he would take his nap or go to bed, the guy would, oh, I'm going to bed for the night. And then would Clifford go out and do his crime? Yeah, I don't know how he, like, was still doing it under the, you know, under the surveillance of the police. But now the kicker with this motherfucker is when he gets arrested, Mm -hmm. he actually confesses to everything, which that's good. But it was one of them deals, well, I'll tell you where I buried all these people, but I got to get the cash reward for it. So he ended up getting like $100,000 yeah. for telling the cops where like all these dead bodies were. He even gave one as a freebie. Yeah. Yeah. So basically he conned the police into being like, okay, I'll give you, you know, I'll tell you, I'll confess to it, but you're going to pay me. You're going to pay me $10,000. Yeah. I'm, getting, and... I'm turning myself in for the reward, basically. Yeah, like, a lot of the time, you know, plea deals are usually less time, or I'll give you all the bodies if you take, like, the death penalty off, stuff like that. Nope, his was, I want money. I'm gonna... I need 100 grand for my wife. Yeah. I mean, it went to his wife and kids. I mean, I'm not saying that makes it better, because he shouldn't have given 10 cents, but how the fuck would the Mounties give him $100,000? They already arrested him. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, people were pissed about it. I mean, but the cops, they, you know, it was part of the confession. They needed the bodies. They needed the, you know, the plea bargain to find everybody. And you think if you're one of those families, like, yeah, it sucks that the cops are paying him, but you probably also just want your loved one back to actually have their body. Why not just turn off the camera in the interrogation room, get a phone book, and beat this guy silly until he tells you where they all are? <laughs> well, the thing that I don't get, too, is, they could have just said, yeah, okay, we'll pay you, and then just not paid him. You know how I would have got the confession? I'd have busted out the snow scraper. <laughs> I said, listen here, motherfucker. Threaten him with it. Uh, he'd have been so yep. scared. He'd have been singing soprano for like the next minute he saw my snow <laughs> shovel there. He would have. Think if I would have had a squeegee in the other hand, I'd have been dual weeding. I'd get out of the confession out of him in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I. I think that's, like, the most, I mean, this whole case, and this guy is just insane, but, like, when it comes down to, like, yeah, he made money off trying, you know, off of committing or pleading to his crimes and telling the cops where everything was, like, confessing to it all. You know, I mean, he couldn't have been that insane. He made a hundred grand off getting arrested. Yeah. The only beauty of it is, is it wasn't one of them deals where ten years later, well, you're paroled, you know, he, he wasn't going, he was in the... He was in the big house there. He's in the maximum security slam up there, so he wasn't going nowhere. Yeah, so he pled guilty, obviously, to everything, and then he was sentenced to life for each of his 11 known kills, so the ones that they actually had evidence on. Um, I think he ended up giving them about 20 bodies total or something like that. Um, but yeah, like he was only convicted of 11, so 11 life sentences. But he still gets to go up for parole. Yeah, but he died at 71. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, he's still 
I'm, I'm not saying they would have let him, but yeah, somehow the dumbass was still able to go to parole a couple times for something you got there called the Faint Hope Clause. Yeah, Canada's weird, so like, we our life sentences, you can, I guess, get like, a life sentence without parole, and it's like 24 years or something, and then you can get life sentences, like, with potential of parole after 24 years, and then, so you serve your 24 years, and you may actually get you know, a chance of parole after it. And it's just crazy because, like, we we watch cases on other true crime ones where it's like, oh, nope, they admit that this person's a dangerous offender and they're going to, you know, definitely reoffend. But because it's the legal system, they legally have to let him out. And there is one, we just watched actually a show, I can't remember who it was, but it was some other guy. And he didn't even get parole. Like, he straight up just got released. So he wasn't even being monitored. And it was after a horrific rape, and then he went out to kill someone afterwards. He killed a young girl. And then they finally got him convicted on that. Yeah. So because he was released, and he served his time, and they let him go, and it wasn't paroled. It was just full release. They couldn't do anything, even though the psychiatrist was like, no, he's a dangerous offender. He even, like, was telling the psychiatrist and that that he was just going to take an axe and go cut up school children. And they're like, no, we still have to let him out. So then I think it was after that one, which was around this time too, the early 80s is around them they put in like the dangerous offenders act um so if like the person is a danger to reoffend then they can get harsher sentences and actually have less of a chance of being paroled well this guy i was reading he scored a 38 out of 40 on the psychopath checklist I, yeah is that, is that really a thing yeah there's a there's a few psychologists i believe that went through and put it together and i think they actually have it online you can take it I'm afraid to, but um, is it like <laughs> multiple choice questions? Like, what does what do you do when you find a abandoned kid on the street? Hack him up, blowtorch him, run him over with your yeah. car? Call the authorities. I mean, how do you, how do you make a psychopath checklist? It's probably like a lot of questions for like empathy and all that because they don't really have empathy. Like sociopaths and psychopaths don't have empathy, and they have a lot of narcissistic tendencies and the ability to like fake emotions but not true emotions so i feel there's probably a lot of questions on it relating to that i'm trying to find some of these questions like <laughs> i'm reading all about it but it's kind of boring to read about so um but yes uh, he's one of the most notable uh, evaluations ever is he got a 38 out of 40 a couple people did yeah. beat him though peter L- ted bundy scored a 39 out of 40 yeah so, I mean, that's not too surprising. No, he's pretty... Oh, Wayne. Uh, the, some psychopath... Uh, Wayne, the subject of Channel 4's 2000 documentary film Psychopath, achieved the extremely rare score of 40 out of 40. <laughs> don't fuck with Wayne, whoever he is. So I don't know if it's the actual one, but this is like some psychopathy scale, but it says it's a test of sociopathy. Um that I found online here. And so some of the questions are like, in today's world, I feel justified in doing anything I can get away with to succeed. True. Um, (laughs) But then there's things like this, like I quickly lose interest in tasks I start. I'm often bored. Like those are just general type of questions. That makes you a normal person. Yeah. Uh, When I get frustrated, I often let off steam by blowing my top. Sure. Everybody does. (laughs) So those are just some of the ones on there. I don't know if it's the same the same one, but this is some Levinson psychopathy scale. Uh, yeah, there's I a few. And then there's the Rorschach, the ink blot test. Yeah. Is there any right or wrong answers to that? I mean, this would be me and everyone. What does this look like blob of ink? What's this look like blob of yeah. ink? I never looked at. Oh, I see a butterfly, or I see two moose fucking. I, I it's just a blot of <laughs> ink. But apparently, that can deem you if you're insane too. So this other one is there's the it's called the hair psychopathy or psychotherapy checklist, um, and it's ranks a bunch of items like a zero, one, or two based on how the person replies to their answers. It doesn't have the actual questions, but it talks of a lot of. I guess what are considered conditions of psychopath psychopathy. Um, so it talks like grandiose or exaggerated high estimation of self, pathological lying, cunning and manipulativeness, lack of remorse or guilt, 
callousness or lack of empathy, um, poor behavioral controls, lack of realistic long-term goals, impulsivity, failure to accept responsibility for own actions. Yeah, but a lot of these don't make you I mean, a psychopath. They're just common traits of the human mind. But I think it's like, it's probably like a total of everything, right? Like, yeah, a lot of people can be like impulsive or, you know, maybe like show a lack of some remorse or seem like, you know, have like a higher exaggerated estimation of self, but it's when you add everything up together is when it reaches that. So like, have you ever gone to the grocery store or the gas station and when you're checking out, grabbed a drink or a candy bar? And stolen it? No, just bought one. You ever just looked at one? I'm yeah. Kid. So then that's an impulse buyer. You're impulsive. Oh, yeah. I better look out here, fans. Thank God we're far away. <laughs> I think it's because it's like it's everything all together. And that's why, like, you can't you can't fully diagnose someone as a psychopath or a sociopath until they're at least 18, even though you may see tendencies in someone that's younger because the brain isn't fully developed yet. So it's a combination of everything. Like, I... I could tell a story about the kid I know here that we straight up know is a sociopath and watched him grow up. So there's this kid in my town used to where my husband used to work. He used to work at this auto detailer shop and the owner's kid would come in and he had, he had black eyes, like for one, like super dark, you know, black eyes with no soul in there. Fucking but in here. yeah, basically. But like this kid, they tried everything with like, he had no empathy, he had no remorse for anything. he, Stole his teacher's keys and then brought them to work when, like, the you know, his dad's work when he got picked up from school and just, like, threw them in the dumpster. And it was, like, the teacher's, like, car keys, her apartment keys, like, everything on it. Um, he was already in trouble for something else at school and he was waiting with the teacher for his dad to come pick him up. And this little girl walked by and he straight up just tripped her, like, just stuck his foot out and kicked her in the shin super hard and tripped her in front of the teacher. Well, he was already in, in, you know, in trouble for something else. And we always said, like, he always just seemed like, he was like, I don't know, maybe 10 or something at a time. And we're like, this kid's a psychopath. Like, he's a sociopath. He's going to be a serial killer. Like, 100%, we knew it. And he would sit there in the building and he would, knew he was getting in trouble for something. So he'd rehearse the conversation, like, both sides. And you could overhear him talking and he'd be, like, talking about how, okay, he's like, I'm going to say this. And then his dad's going to say this, and then he's got this answer. Like, he had the whole thing already rehearsed, this, ready and planned fuckers. out. Yeah, but, like, there's just no soul there. And he would, like, just straight up, you know, sneak up behind you and just always staring at you and lurking and just real. And it's one of those things, like, you kind of joke about. You're like, oh, that kid's going to be a serial killer. Fast forward, like, you know, 10 years, he they put him in so much therapy. They had to send him for, like, testosterone treatments to see if that would fix things. They, um... They sent him, like, out of town constantly for, like, psychotherapists and everything. And I guess eventually when he turned 18, his dad, you know, kicked him out because they couldn't do anything. You couldn't punish him. When he was, like, a teenager, his dad took everything away. All he had was, like, a mattress in his room. and He didn't care. Made no effect on him at all. Sounds like some bad parenting here, too, though, I gotta say. (laughs) No. His dad did everything he could for him. He brought him to every psychologist, every specialist in town. He was flying to Toronto every week, which is, like, on the other side of the province. Like, he did everything he could for this kid. Gave him every opportunity. Took him to anything. Nothing. Nothing made a difference to this kid. Like, his dad made an effort and then eventually now they're like oh there's last year there was this arson in one end of town and there was like people home at the time gets arrested it's that fucking kid jesus and we're like, he tried to burn down someone's house while they were in it he's out you know he gets it goes through like gets charged and all that he's released on bail now this was like i think it was in the spring like it was probably like february or something a month ago now there's this trailer wait, that's out on the wait, island he's already and out no he, he didn't go to trial yet oh my yet what the fuck he was only charged and he was out on bail oh and it was like God. in the you know february or something like that charged with arson out on bail and then like a month or so ago there was this other trailer that people were living in they like had these stray cats and cats in the area and cat feeders and the trailer caught on fire they barely got out in time and all their cats died and everything it was him he was caught again for it while he was out on bail for the first arson earlier this year. Is he, Let me guess. He's probably out on bail again. Um, I think he's actually in the jail now. Oh, well, good. 
But, like, we said it, like, 10 years ago. We said it, like, this kid is going to be a serial killer. We straight up thought that he was just going to straight up murder people. He started out with arson, with, like, burning people's homes where people were still in them. Yeah, that's... Two yeah. in one year. Was he a peeping Tom, too? I don't know if he was... Uh, you you gotta, I don't think he ever got charged for that, that but... No. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he probably was. But it's like, we said it, and we actually saw it, it happen. But the thing is, you can't... Like, the psychologists, they can't diagnose someone when they're that young because their brain's not fully developed, and they still have a chance to, I guess, grow out of it or their brain chemistry to change. They're also leaving out an important question. How many snow scrapers do you own? <laughs> exactly. If you Is said I've got, I've got two, then you'd say, oh, just lock them up now. Pad that yeah. motherfucker up. It's only one per vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> if you have two, you're looking for trouble. Yeah. But, so, I mean, that goes back to my point that it's for the psychopathy scale and stuff. Like, it's probably not just like a straight up, you know, 40 question test and they got 38 out of 40 it's you know a whole process of everything yeah, like a whole combination of it there like the mensa aptitude yeah. test yeah that's insane mm-hmm. it's crazy how old is the kid um well, i think he's like 20 21 now all right well he's grown into his fucking brain by now so oh yeah like two arsons in one year Jesus. Did he blame anything? Yeah. Did he blame that darn heavy metal music or anything? Or... <laughs> I don't think so. There was nothing in the news stories about it. Was he just nuts? Yeah, just straight up. Just should crazy. Go, should go visit him in jail and go, I knew it, and then just leave. No. Oh. No, because I don't want him to come murder me. <laughs> well, okay. It's, well, do you have a snow scraper? Yeah. Well, you're safe. Not if he burns down my house. Well, well, yeah. Unless he tried during the snow. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you. I mean, this, I, it's, you know, like, I think our laws here are a little crazy, but yours are almost, ours in some points are strict. Yours, your guys' is pretty laxed up there. They can be, yeah. Like in in town here, anytime you see like, oh, this person was arrested for assault and you know charged with violating parole, and it's like, yeah, stop letting them out. Exactly. Do you really have Mounties up there? Yeah, Mounties are like the like federal cops. Um, there's not really a lot where I am. So where I am, we have like our local police, and then we have Ontario Provincial Police, which are provincial police. I guess like you're kind of like your state trooper. Mm-hmm. Similar, and then RCMPs are, like, the federal ones, but there's a lot more RCMPs in, like, BC and Alberta, and then, like, on the East Coast as well. So what exactly is a Mountie, other than famous professional wrestler Jacques Rougeau? Because I always um, think of the Mountie. <laughs> it's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, so they're, they started off being, like, you know, mounted on horses, and they still are, for the most part, but they're, like, federal police. Oh, really? I just always kind of yeah. So they're at the federal level. I just always remember you remember the Mountie, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now let me ask you this: Did that get a lot of heat up there where you were? Did you think he was poking fun at the Mounties? Because I mean, he's um, French. I don't really know, like how. Yeah, I don't really know how it went over. I mean, most of Canada isn't really a fan of French Canadians anyway. Oh, okay. That's French Canadians are like our Florida, Newfoundland too, are like our Florida. Oh, really? I'm yeah. learning new things every week. <laughs> I wanted to but live yeah, in they're... Canada until I found out how much it costs for a fucking house. Yeah, but I mean, get like the taxes and everything are higher and stuff too. But so it all comes with it, right? Yeah, that's it's expensive to live in Hawaii, so Canada's better. Yeah, exactly. You get healthcare. Yeah, you get free healthcare. Isn't weed legal? Well, there? It's... Uh yeah, weed's legal. It's God. it's not free healthcare. You pay taxes, so like we lose about twenty percent of our income to taxes. Yeah, but still, I mean, if you get sick, you're taken care of good. Yeah, you basically you don't have to worry about like, am I going to pay rent or should I go to the hospital for this kidney stone? Yeah, it's well. If you wanted to right now, man, I think I'm going to get me some pot. You could just go to a dispensary there too, couldn't you? Yep. We don't have those here. You either. can actually. Order it on the Ontario government website. Oh my God! You could get Acapulco Red and all kinds of nice. Do they, do they let you actually pick it out? Yep. Son of a bitch. 
Yeah, right from the government. Every government, every provincial government has their own, like, website that you can order from, as well as, like, the local dispensaries, too. I always remember that South Park when they had the weed in Colorado. Like, not now mm-hmm. when he has the farm, but, hey, give me some of this gold. Let me get a little bit of this yowie wowie. I'm like, you need yep. your prescription or whatever. So he microwaved his nuts so he could get the weed. Yeah. Yeah, here's so illegal. God dang, man. That's insane. Well, no, it's not mm-hmm. insane. It's good. I bet your country's <laughs> going to rack up millions in taxes off that. Oh, probably, because everything's taxed, right? So, no tax on that. So, if I came up to visit you in Canada for a live one-year special, I could just walk down the street and get a bunch of pot. I think you, like, I don't know if you need to be a resident, but you have to show ID, and you have to be, like, the minimum age, like, the age of majority, which is 19 in Ontario. Well, I'm well but, past that. Yeah, but I think that, like... I'm sure you just go to dispensary. You know who owns a bunch of dispensaries in Colorado? Who? Val Venus. Oh, yeah. He's like <laughs> filthy multimillionaire now off of them things. He's one of the first guys to opening. He owns 26 of them or something. That's crazy. Mm. I remember back in the old day when pot used to be blamed for making you a serial killer. <laughs> Ted Bunny blamed porn. Well, I never got that either. I mean... I never got the fascination so much with porn. I mean, if you want to have sex, why not just get a girl or guy, respectively? And because some people can, <laughs> they're <laughs> loners that you but, know can't get someone. You, you know what? You want to pay twenty bucks for that porno tape, or you want to pay twenty bucks for the hooker? Exactly right. Then you make your own porno, and then maybe you could sell it. Yep. Hooker porn. <laughs> yep. Not to be confused with windshield wiper porn, where the girl <laughs> pees on the windshield wiper in your car, and you flip on the windshield wiper, and the piss goes back at her. <laughs> I could okay. see that. I could see that making somebody crazed if you were doing Probably. it more so than watching it. But yeah, I'm sure Ted Bundy could have got Ted Bundy was a good looking guy. He could have got women. He did get women. He had he a just, girlfriend. Yeah, he had a lot of them. He just killed them. Yeah, but he had an actual girlfriend, like long term girlfriend. Yeah, and she never knew either. Yep. I beat her with the shoe, I guess. I don't know. I... <laughs> Mark Harmon from Summer School played Ted Bundy in the made-for-TV movie, The Deliberate Stranger. Yep. Zach Efron uh, played him in the new one. I never saw that one, but I, I could man, Ted Bundy was jacked if Zach Efron was playing him. <laughs> yeah. Or did he just take the steroids for the Baywatch movie? I think it was just for Baywatch. Okay, because he was pretty big in that movie. Then he, yeah, he did get normal. I like the Baywatch movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was pretty good. Made me laugh. It's The Rock. Mm-hmm. He's pretty funny. Rock ain't no serial killer. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so this guy died in prison of uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Yep, 71. He was age 71. And his uh, family's sitting on $100,000 because he turned himself in for his own, or confessed to his own murders after he was arrested. <laughs> yeah. They had the evidence on him, but he still, look get you this freebie i tell you these bodies you give me a hundred grand i can't get over that yeah it's it's so crazy to think of especially now like i mean it's probably crazy for the 80s too but you think of it now like yeah that probably is what happened in the 80s yeah it's now what a really think of the outrage if the guy would have for some odd reason got paroled went oh, i got a hundred grand in the bank and then <laughs> yeah he would have got lynched yep well, I think now they, like, put in those things, too, where you can't profit from the crime. So, like, when they try and sell their life story, like, they don't really, they can't make money off of it. Yeah, it's because, like, when people like Gacy and them were selling, like, the paintings and all that shit. Mm-hmm. They were doing. Yeah, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be making any money off the, if If they make any money, it should go to the victims. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, you're all the people that are, oh, I got a postcard from the Night Stalker. I'm going to sell this on eBay. It's like... He's selling on eBay and then give one of the people he killed the money. You know, you scumbag. Yeah. No one ever remembers the victims. They don't. Well, it's because they're dead. But, you know, I mean, you got to remember the victim's family. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Has there ever been a snow? I'm fascinated with this whole snow scraper <laughs> uh, case. Is there ever? We should make a horror movie where the guy uses <laughs> a snow shovel. Not a snow shovel, a snow scraper. Snow brush, yeah. Snow brush. Why do I keep saying it's because mine has the brush and the scraper. Oh, God, I got double indemnity yeah. there. I'm really fucked. That's what it was. It was like the brush on one and the scraper on the other. The plastic scraper. Yeah. It's like, you could, it's like cutting your wrist with an electric razor. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the other end's a brush. <laughs> 
Man, that's how I got it. The killer in our movie uses the blade and then he <laughs> uses the brush to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Brushes it away. Yeah. What do you think? There you go. Chill factor movie. <laughs> Sounds like a be great damned. movie. It, it is going to be a good mm-hmm. movie. Oh, we got it now. <laughs> so, yeah, Clifford Olsen, Beast of BC. He's one of the most prolific serial killers that no one's heard of. <laughs> no. <it's, laughs> Not many people have heard of. No, he's sick scumbag. Yep, it's pretty horrific, the things he did, the torturing, the experiments, like you call them. It's it's pretty messed up compared to, I mean, serial killing is messed up anyways, but it's one of the more messed up ones, and I'm always kind of surprised when not many people know of him. Like, just as how horrific the things are, you think of something that would just, a lot of people know about him and stick out. No, I never heard of him. I thought he was Clifford the Big Red Dog last week, if you recall. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised there's never been a movie made about this guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just, like, too horrific what he did to children. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably it. That's... You know, now we had the serial killer. Now next week, you know, we're going to go back to the slasher. Mm-hmm. We're doing My Bloody Valentine. Just in time for... In the middle know, of September. middle of September, yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any holiday coming up until uh, Halloween, is there? Yep, I don't when, think when's so. When's Arbor Day? I don't know. We have uh, you know. Thanksgiving in early October. Well, there you go. Coming up just in time for Canadian Thanksgiving. Yep. So what do you have in November? Mm, November. Remembrance Day. What's that? That's like your, your Veterans Day. No. November 11th is our Remembrance Day. So do you have Halloween, though? Yeah, we have Halloween at the end of October. So you have Halloween and Thanksgiving in October? Yes. But you don't have any like uh, Thanksgiving-type thing in November? No. Christmas is still the same, though, right? Yes, but then we also have Boxing Day. I was just going to I swear to God, I was just going to ask you, what exactly is Boxing Day? I've I think it was like... It. So we have it, and England has it, and I think it was for like like boxing up stuff after christmas but it's usually like our black friday okay i'm the so I that's s- when we'd always have like sales and everything was always boxing day but then the last few years we've been also having black friday when you guys have black friday so it's a little bit confusing okay here's i swear to god i'm not making this up i thought boxing day i never thought I had anything to do with boxing gifts i thought it was like the fights <laughs> i thought it was boxing no god i'm an idiot Black Friday, yeah, I think this year is going to be different. A lot of stores aren't going to open at midnight and all that because of the coronavirus around here. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I don't know why we started having Black Friday and then also Cyber Monday. And then we had, like, oh, we had Boxing Day, so we still have Boxing Day as well. It's very strange. You know what? My Black Friday is every day. I go to Amazon and go, ding, and then I didn't have have to fight crowds of people. Yeah, Exactly. I used Amazon. to go out for like Boxing Day sales when I was like in high school, and we go to like the mall and you know wait outside the the store at the mall in the lineup. But I haven't done it in years. You don't have to now. Amazon has the same price. Everybody has the same price now. Anyway, it's like, man, yeah. I want to wait in line, not save five hundred bucks on that TV. Oh yeah, Amazon. Ding, I'm done. Next two days later, it's at your door. The only thing we got Boxing Day, I think it's about five six years ago. My husband got this like awesome like twenty seven inch monitor. It was on sale for like 99 bucks. This HD 4K monitor for his computer. It was a pretty sweet deal. But other than that, we haven't really done anything for years. I don't think I've bought... I mean, I've bought myself stuff. It's all those Amazon Lightning deals, you know. But to actually go somewhere, I don't... See, a lot of times, like the day after Thanksgiving, I'm always the guy that'll be like, well, you know what? I'll work the day after Thanksgiving. I ain't working the day after Christmas. Because, of course, I want to, you know, be here with my kid. You know, play with some gifts and all that. So, yeah, I've never been a... I've never been a big shopper, you know. I mean, I don't think the sales are usually that astronomically great. No, I don't think so. Some things, like, you'll find, like, the odd thing. They'll be like, oh, here's this TV for, like, $400, but we only got four of them in. I've already got my snow scraper. Yeah, you're all set. Yeah, all I got to do if I want something free is wave the snow scraper at somebody. Yep, and they have to give it to you. That's They do. (laughs) Genius. Uh... Yeah, I um, Black Friday and holidays are definitely going to be different this year, and I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, it's a weird time. 
like I said, though, you always, you know, everybody always said, oh, just look on the bright side. Look on the bright. I'll tell you one thing on the bright side. Ain't seen my mother-in-law since last March. <laughs> God damn, I don't think I'm going to see her until everyone's fully vaccinated because you just don't know. <laughs> yep. You just don't know, fans. So if you want to keep your mother-in-laws or father-in-laws away, there you go. Blame the COVID. They can't argue with you. <laughs> yep. Pretty good excuse. Then I talk to you. You get along with your in-laws. That's very sweet. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got built-in built COVID. Re yeah, you guys are much nicer than us. <laughs> much nicer. And you have Chris Jericho. Yep, yep. that's true. And the, the McKenzie brothers. Yep. yep. I like them. Bob and Doug. They're awesome. Yeah, they're pretty great. Well, that was our serial killer episode. Next week is yes. my Bloody Valentine episode. We, can we deep any further? Who's the next serial killer? Um, I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm, we'll have to think of something. If you have any suggestions, definitely tweet it to us. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at slash me baby. Hit us up for any ideas you have for serial killers or slashers or anything you want to hear us talk about um, as well. You can even just email us at slash me baby at gmail.com. Have we got an email? I never look. No, we've okay. just got like all the sign up ones for all the um, oh, junk. podcast sites. Man, yeah. Gotcha. Like you're on Google now. You're on Apple now. Just Ooh. those types. So but find us on social media, reach out, let us know your feedback, leave us a rating and review and, you know, give us a good old five star review follow-up um as well we've got stickers now so i should be putting up a post for that soon on social media so if you'd like to get your hands on a sweet slash me baby one more time sticker that is actually a big slasher knife which is pretty cool um reach out on social media look for the post slide into our dms and we will get you one of those they're only 29.95 yeah for the low low price of 29.95 that's right um <laughs> Where can they find you at when you're not here with me? You can find all my stuff at com On Twitter and Instagram, I'm Cherry Cyanide with two ends. The extra end is for extra awesome. I'm going to trademark that. You should. Cherry Moon <laughs> Zombie. Yes. I'm going to stick with that. And what about you? Where can they get at you? The Movie Graveyard. That's www.mvegraveyard.com. 80s Movie Graveyard on Twitter and The Movie Graveyard on Facebook. Closing in on 62,000 likes on Facebook. So uh, go nice. over there and click the like button. Lots of, lots of interviews and reviews. I just posted a review for the new Vestron video classic Shivers, which is a great movie. Nice. Yeah, I saw that. Good movie. I hadn't seen it. Canadian movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, it, was, it was nice to watch again. I hadn't seen it in about, I don't know, 30 years. Nice. Just as trashy as I remembered it. Yep. <laughs> well, as always, fans, thanks for listening. <laughs>